When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Day. There's a day. There is a day. Stay tuned. Find out. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio, this is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 7, the Duchess of Cambridge has shown the world her new son. Kate appeared relaxed, smiling and waving at the crowds outside the hospital in London where she gave birth this morning. Alongside her was the Duke of Cambridge who held up three fingers and made this joke to reporters. How are Prince George and Princess Charlotte Boys, boys now. <laughs> Earlier, Prince George and Princess Charlotte were introduced to their baby brother for the first time. He arrived just after 11 this morning to the delight of royal fans waiting outside. I'm so excited. The baby is here and here for the wedding as well. Dana would be the proudest grandmother ever. Kensington Palace says William will now be concentrating on his family for the next couple of weeks. In other news, Italy has granted citizenship to a terminally ill toddler from Merseyside in the hope he can travel there immediately for treatment. Earlier, European judges refused to intervene in the case of Alfie Evans after a ruling here said his life support can be withdrawn. The Home Secretary says UK citizenship fees and language tests will be waived for the Windrush generation and their families. Amber Rudd has also vowed to speed up compensation payouts. A National Day of Commemoration for the murdered teenager Stephen Lawrence is to take place on the 22nd of April every year. The Prime Minister's made the announcement as a 25th anniversary memorial of his death was held. A former MasterChef contestant who died in yesterday's London Marathon has been described as an inspiration by his family. Matt Campbell, who was 29, collapsed less than four miles from the finish line. A spokesperson for the TV show says it was a privilege to have him on. And the directors of the new Avengers film have urged fans to stay away from social media to avoid spoilers. Infinity War is being shown in its entirety for the first time tonight in LA. It will then be released here on Thursday. That's the latest. I'm Annie Green. The West Ham Fan Show. The latest on the Hammers. All the gossip from the London Stadium. And you irons getting vocal on the socials. The West Ham Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport London. A great station for a great city. City, 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 city. Two minutes past seven. I'm Alex. I'm here till ten and till nine o'clock. It is the West Ham Fan Show for another Monday evening with me and uh, James from West Ham World. Plenty to get through uh, this evening, as ever. We'll be discussing the post-match Arsenal game. Why the sudden turn? The director of football position. They were going to recruit one, as we understand. Now, maybe not. Uh, we'll be hearing from Anthony Gale, Tony Gale's son, who's a hammer. Would you believe? 
yeah, we're going to be speaking to him on the phone. Also, Brian Williams, author of the book Home From Home as well. And can you name every player to play for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League? That'll be our quiz for tonight. And what day is the 27th of April, this Friday? Find out. Maybe you can call in and tell us, but uh, I will tell you uh, if uh, if you don't get it. Then, of course, it's Charlton Athletic. But uh, without further ado, it's all things West Ham. Um, and with me as ever, James. Uh, James Jones from West Ham World. Good evening to you. Good evening. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm all right, actually. Yeah? yeah? Okay. I spoke with you yesterday on the show, and mm-hmm. you weren't feeling too great, but that's, of course, because uh, West Ham were thrashed 4-1. Yeah, I was frustrated yesterday when he spoke to me. Yeah. Um, I think it, it was all because we, we played well against Arsenal yesterday. I think the scoreline flattered Arsenal. Yeah. Um, okay. We were well in the game within 10 minutes to go and then it all fell apart. Yeah, so. which was unfortunate. Um, we were talking to you about that. Um, and yeah, just to let you know that if I, fall, if I fall asleep on you, it's because I was exercising my glutes this this afternoon right, at okay. home. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I've been told by my physio that I need to exercise my glutes. Uh, there's a weakness there, and I'm taking a load on on the bottom of my back, and uh, so I need to basically exercise my glutes. And what I've done is, uh, as, I, as I've exhausted myself, so I'm, I'm kind of like presenting on empty at the moment, but I'm feeling good. Okay, well, as long as it's not me making you fall asleep <laughs> or West Ham making you fall asleep, that's uh, all right. You're suggesting that people are going to fall asleep listening to me. Um, okay, let's uh, let's then talk about uh, uh, the West Ham game yesterday. So you were good until 80 minutes and then Arsenal just turned the screw or were they just toying with you for 80 minutes? I think um, I think we were well in the game. I thought it was a very, very good performance from us up until right. uh, the 80th minute when Declan Ross made that made that. Uh, mistake um, yeah. first goal Arsenal scored with I think with five minutes of the second half mm. um, and it was frustrating because um, there was a mistake involved in that Arthur yeah. Masuaku on the post and the ball came right where he was standing and he jumps out of the way yeah. um, but then we, we got back in the game on Altovic with a, his 10th goal of the season and we looked, we looked pretty good and mm. I was I was confident that we were going to at least take a point from it was that. a great goal from Arnautovic, very good goal so it's very Arnautovic goal. Yeah, I mean, great yeah. technique, bang, left foot. Yeah, and that, right was, that was a result. As a result, um, one of us doing well enough to keep in the game at the point. Yeah. But David Moyes made, made made his changes a lot earlier than he has been over the last couple yeah. of games. I remember last week we were we were talking about you know he's he's, he's leaving his substitutions too late. Mm. He brought on Lanzini and um, Hernandez around about the hour mark, and within two or three minutes, Lanzini assisted um, Arnautovic for the goal. So. Nice. Making those changes early mm. had a real good effect on us, and yeah. we should have really gone on and at least taken a point. Um, so, some mis- silly mistakes cost you. Then, how, how many silly mistakes cost you? Well, for me, it was it was just the the two, the one I've just mentioned with Masuaku, but the yeah. the one that really stands out and the one that's really been talked about a lot is um, Declan Rice's decision to to duck when the ball came into the box. Yeah, um, why do you think that that, that happened? Well. One clearly a lack of lack of experience. He's still quite young. He's only played twenty eight first team games this season. Yeah. Um, but there must have been a mix up with a call from Joe Hart. Um, I've seen a lot of fans blame Joe Hart for that, and I don't mm. think you can blame Joe Hart. No, um, it was all Declan Rice's fault. He's come out and apologised on Twitter, which I don't think he really had any right to do. I mean, <laughs> no. you know, I mean it's a game of is football. People make mistakes. He's nineteen, young. isn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, if every footballer come out and apologised for <laughs> making mistakes, then you know there'd be apologies left, right, and centre. Yeah, I guess he got a lot of support for it. The fans have been brilliant, and he's been brilliant. That's the first mistake I can remember him making all season. Yeah. So, um, did he say why he did it on Twitter? No, he just you know he just said he's young. He, he learned from it, and yeah. I can guarantee for the rest of his career he won't be ducking out of, out of a header again. 
but regardless were ta- of where he is. Well, in they the were pitch. talking about on match of the day. They were talking about um, that he heard a call from someone, and it might have been from. It would have been from Joe Hart. Joe Hart, and you can see when the replay, Joe Hart. You can if you you know you can lip read it. It's really, really obvious. He said but, he, uh, he, he Joe Hart saying I said yeah. away. Um, what Declan Rice heard instead, mm. I don't know, but. It was inexperienced. We put it down to inexperience, and it would never make that mistake again. Mm. You say that, but if he's in a similar position again, a yard out from from the goal, it, and, and a ball flying in from the wing like that, and then Joe Hart says away, he's, what's he's, he going to do? Well, he's just got to hit the ball. Yeah. I mean, David Moyes quite rightly said after the game. Um, we'll get onto what David Moyes said about Declan Rice after the game mm. in a little bit. But one of the things he did say, which I agree with, was that, you know. It doesn't matter what the goalkeeper says in that position. Yeah, you deal with the ball and then you turn mm. around and then if the goalkeeper has a go at you for dealing it when he when he said no, leave it, I'll catch mm. it. Mm. Um, then deal with it. At least you know you've done what you've done. Mm. You know you've done your job. You've defended the defended the the cross. So, um, I had a couple of journalists in yesterday during my Sunday show, and uh, there was <laughs> one of them from the Express, uh, James Gray, was saying, "I had well, first time I got Declan Rice and." Uh, I don't know if Declan Rice is the right kind of player for West Ham. They should be looking bigger. But I said to him, ah, but I think uh, you'll find there'll be a lot of West Ham fans that will disagree with you there. So can you just uh, nail that one down? Declan Rice is an academy product. Um, West Ham haven't, as we've spoken about many times, West Ham haven't produced a a really good, promising academy product for a long, long time. He's come in, he's gone straight into the first team, and he's stayed there, not just because he's an academy product and, you Mm. know... it's because he deserves to be there. He's, he's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. He's got so much promise. There's a reason why he got called up to play for Ireland. Um, you know, there's a reason why both Slavin Bilic and David Moyes have been playing him this season yeah. in the first team. There's a reason why he's now a first choice centre back for us. Mm. He's a very, very good player. Um, and that side, as I've mentioned, West Ham. It's important for West Ham to have homegrown players in the team. It's mm. part of our part of our history. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have a player like Declan Rice in and around the squad yeah. um, and coming on leaps and bounds I mean he, you know, the fans absolutely love him they adore him yeah. already yeah. he's got a real bright future ahead of him um, Masuaku you're saying he's got to take some of the blame for the goal yeah I mean you're standing on the post that's that's where you've been told to stand and the ball comes your way but it wasn't a corner it wasn't a corner well it came as, as a result of a corner yeah. did it yeah no. it okay. came it came over um, he, he played it deep and then Monreal uh, volleyed it in but he's he's standing on the post even if it wasn't a corner he's still standing on the post and there's oh, a sorry. reason why he's standing on the post oh, right, yeah sorry I was thinking of Declan Rice the yeah. Declan Rice one no yeah, the first he's, he's, yeah. he's standing there on the post yeah. that's where he's been told to stand and the reason why he's been told to stand there is if the ball comes comes to you yeah. you're there to clear yeah, it yeah, and yeah. by the time Monreal's hit it he's yeah. jumped out of the way yeah. and then he's looking at Joe Hart going why didn't you save it and he's like, well, <laughs> you're there for a reason why weren't you yeah, there absolutely yeah of course so, so, so he moved from the post did he well, he moved yeah he moved to his right that's elementary is he a defender Masuaku well we bought him as a defender um, mm. and he's kind of turned into a winger like wing back strike yeah. winger yeah. Um, I mean defensively he's not great but I mean anyone can stand on a post and should be able to clear yeah, a ball they, they've got to do yeah. that that's that's just discipline you know, I mean what's, yeah. what's going through his head exactly exactly so I, th- I think I don't think Masuaku's getting uh, you know like David Moyes come out and um, you know criticised Declan Rice for his mistake but he's not said anything about um, Masuaku's mistake he's not mm. said anything about Joe Hart's mistake against Stoke and I think a lot of West Ham fans are getting a little bit frustrated with the fact that maybe well maybe he has but privately 
Yeah, I know, but yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it privately, then you continue doing it privately. You don't yeah. pick and choose when you're going to make it public when it comes into a bit of criticism. Mm. So you were happy with the performance, though. Yeah. Can I just ask something a bit left field? Was it a good idea to wear black shirts on such a hot day? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's bad enough wearing anything yeah. black on a, football, yeah. on, a, on a hot day in football. I, I, I try never, to never do it. Um, it just sucks the life out of you. I, but I don't know. I suppose the, the choice of kit was probably picked well before they knew what the weather was going to be like. But I can see where you're coming from, but I don't think it matters. No, no. I mean, the, these kits have got so much technology involved now, haven't they? You know, got... Yeah. But they call them dry fit or whatever. You know, <laughs> all that but, they're black, but they're black and they genuinely do attract the heat, mm. um, in my experience anyway. But um, maybe not so uh, if you're a West Ham player and you're wearing expensive kits like that. Um, yeah, so do you think Moyes was uh, was too harsh when he publicly criticised Rice after the game? Do you think that was harsh? When, when he first said it and I was watching it, I thought, well... You know, this is it's probably a bit of tough, tough yeah. love. You know, he's gone. Do you know, like he's inexperienced at Rice and mm. it probably takes. You know, like throwing him to school of hard knocks and going. You know, this is this is it. You know, you need to be criticised yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um. You're you're young. Yeah. Um. And he's probably got. You know, he's confident in the dressing room. Yeah. And I don't know whether David Morris thought right if I called him out publicly, it might, uh, it might you know have a good benefit on him. I mean, he's. You know, he's, he's had a go at Arnautovic in the past, yeah. and look what happens to Arnautovic now. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just his way of working. Maybe it is. So we'll carry on talking about this right after this. I like to go to Syria once a year to visit my Aunt Maud. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. It's to bomb their chemical weapons plants. Yeah, that's the one. Love sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. If you're a fan of Charlton, check out Love Sport tomorrow night from nine. What sort of mood would you say you're in today? Buoyant. Buoyant. Yeah. Ooh. I'm in the camp that says it's done, dusted, happy. Excellent. I'm, I'm confident. Perhaps that little spell of play there pretty much summed up what our performance was all about yesterday. Excellent counter attack, not ruthless enough. The Charlton fans show with 7OTB.com on Love Sport. Dale Winton, he really made supermarkets great again. This is Love Sport. Love Sport Radio, it's uh, 7.13. Now, um, before we get on to, uh, again, on to Devin Moyes and talk, him criticising uh, Declan Rice publicly, um, can you name a player, we're, we're going to go through this quiz for the rest of the show, uh, uh, can you name a player who played for both West Ham and Arsenal? Yeah, I'm a few. There's, there, there are, and I'm trying to get the full list up. I did have it with me um, for technical reasons. I can't bring it into the studio, but there are around, I remember counting around 12 to 14. Ian Wright. Yeah, Ian Wright, one. Nigel Winterburn. There's another. Uh, Manuel Munia, goalkeeper. I'm yes, pretty sure he played for both. Th- that's that's three, yeah. Um, a fourth one before we move on. Uh, Yossi Benayoun. That's f- Fast four, yeah. yeah. Uh, there are others. I will try and get that um, as soon as I can to confirm exactly who those players are. Uh, so was it good management then by David Moyes to publicly cr- criticise Declan Rice, do you reckon? Um, I mean, I can see the argument that, I mean, I've seen a lot of fans really have a go at David Moyes and, mm-hmm. and call it bad management. Um, we don't know what he said to Declan Rice behind closed doors. We don't yeah. know whether before he's done that interview he's pulled Declan Rice aside and yeah. gone, look, I'm going to say this in, in public, but yeah. put his arm around him and gone, look, don't worry about yeah. it, but this is what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't know how he's dealt with that in the dressing room. Mm. All we know is that he's come out and he said that, what he said about Declan Rice. Yeah, and yeah. because, you know, at the moment he's, 
you know, he's uh, he's the future of West Ham. Everyone loves him. Mm. He's the young academy product playing yeah. in the first team, and yeah. the fans are quite protect- protective of him. You did say, and I, and I think maybe the fans think that David Moyes should be protective of him as well, but. The way David Moyes dealt with Arnautovic when he first came in, that's yeah. worked wonders for, for both the squad and Arnautovic because he yeah. scored 10 goals since in 17 games or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, does that mean Declan Rice is going gonna, is gonna to improve as a player? Um, it won't make a, an instant like drastic change, but you know, I, I, I think we can't jump to conclusion straight away. Yeah. Um, as I, but going back, you were, you were happy with the performance then. And this kind of stands you in a bit, bit of good stead, doesn't it, for the rest of the season? You're okay? I think we'll be okay. Yeah, it looks I like think right. you know. I, I feel I do. We're not safe. I said this last no. night. You know, we're we're West Ham. We tend to do things difficultly all the time. Uh, dropping two points against Stoke seems like it, it may come back and bite us. But Man City at the weekend, we yeah. saw yesterday. You know, they might have already won the league, but they're not. You know, no. they're, they're not holding back. They want records. They want to score hundred goals. They want to get hundred points. So. And the last two times they've come to London Stadium, I think they've won like five nil. So, yeah, they did. I remember that. Um, there. So, you know, that's going to be a bit of a worry. The only win I can see at the moment is probably Everton at home on the last day. But right. um, I can't see us beating Man United. But then, I, no, but then I can't see I can't see Southampton winning many of their games either. So I think they're, they're doomed as well. This is the thing. Those two points dropped at Stoke now. It's kind of meant that we kind of have to hope that the teams below us don't do anything. Yeah. Um, like Stoke and Southampton. You know, West Brom got a brilliant point, you know, against, yeah. against Liverpool the other day from 2 0 down. Yeah. yeah. So. It, these teams are fighting still. They are. They are. I, I think. I think. I, I think. I think West Brom know they're down. Yeah. But they're. They're. they're, they're but it's proof that they're still fighting. They are fighting. I, I, I think. For me, what's happened with West Brom is that I don't think any of the players are happy with Pardew. I, I think a lot of them wondered why he was recruited in the first place, and I, I actually they were worse under Pardew than they were before mm. Pardew was there. It just didn't make any sense. And now he's not there, and they've got someone taking over, Darren Moore. Just simply for the fact that it's Darren Moore and not Pardew, I think, and the players are now—it's almost there. There looks like a, a sense of relief that he's not there anymore. There's a there's a there's a style of management that they prefer, and that alone is just enough for them to go. Do you know what, boys? We're a lot better than this because they are better than bottom West Brom. Look at them last year, yeah, yeah. you know. And now that they're kind of they're the West Brom of last year, basically. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it's come a little too late. Yeah. But I mean, they're still not mathematically down, are they? So I mean, they're not mathematically. I mean, I, I do think obviously they they will go down. Yeah. But you know, other teams just above them, like Stoke and Southampton, they're going to be looking at that that performance against West Brom and going, right, okay, you know, if they can get a point against Liverpool, then you know, we can do the same. Yeah. Well, I um, mean, well, West Brom eight points eight eight points away from safety. They, they and, will and, go, and, and they've only got nine points to play. So they will go, now. but. The, it's, it, their performance is evidence that the teams down there below mm. West Ham yeah. are going to keep fighting until the end. Yeah. They're going to keep going. Yeah, you know, I think Southampton's um, hardest fixtures are out of the way now because um, we were speaking weeks ago yeah. that you know they've got some tough games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they should stop picking up points because they haven't been playing badly. Yeah, they've no longer got the FA Cup to worry about. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm not. I'll, one more win, I think we'll be safe. But where that win comes from at the moment, I don't know. Everton. <laughs> yeah, on the final day. If Hopefully, we're safe by then. Because I, I couldn't. I, I genuinely couldn't think of anything worse than Sam Allardyce relegating us. 
it would yeah. be uh, my worst nightmare yeah. after we got rid of him. You really are pessimistic. For, you, wanting, on, wanting to go for bigger and better things without Allardyce and then he comes back could, three years later. And I can see the emotions ticking over in your head, yeah, the, the fear that it's, it probably won't happen. but It probably won't, but there's a possibility that it will. Um, and that, that's a nightmare for you. Oh, genuine. It, genuine. It would be awful. Really? Of all the t- of all the managers to relegate us, yeah. it, it'd have to be him. <laughs> and it just, you know, you just can't, we just got to make sure that we... We're not in that position. Okay, uh, there is a Premier League game on this evening. Everton are playing tonight against Newcastle. Um, Paul Anthony is at Goodison Park and he's got some team news for us for that game. Sam Allardyce names the same starting eleven that drew at Swansea. Wayne Rooney, despite being substituted in that game, starts just behind their frontman Toussaint. Rafa Benitez makes one change to the side that beat Arsenal last time out. Islam Slimani starts his first game for Newcastle. He replaces Dwight Gale, which means Iose Perez starts up front. If he scores today, he'd be the first Newcastle player to score in four consecutive Premier League games since 2012. From Goodison Park, it's Everton against Newcastle. Yes, that kicks off uh, tonight, uh, and it's uh, 20 minutes past seven here on Love Sport Radio. You can get in touch with us as well, 0208 70 558, also on the socials, at Love Sport Radio. We'll be back after this. Yeah, go soccer ball. I love soccer ball, truly do, yep. Go the Brits. Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Don't miss Big at the London Motor Show. Brought to you by MotorShowEvents.com. This is a celebration of all big vehicles. From big American rigs, the ultimate six-wheel Hummer, one of the biggest off-roaders, to the most spectacular lowrider by Gas Monkey, this is not to be missed. Save 10% today on London Motor Show tickets. Visit MotorShowEvents.com slash LoveSport and use promo code BIG2018. The London Motor Show, 17th to the 20th of May at XL London. You probably think you're pretty good at multitasking behind the wheel. I mean, you have to multitask to drive. So what's wrong with checking your phone? The thing is, your brain simply doesn't work. Even a quick reply affects your concentration and makes you less able to react to hazards. If you use a mobile phone while driving, you're four times more likely to crash. Think. Put your phone away. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on a spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto-tune or auto-scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. A great station for a great city. Seriously. Cricket, I have to tell you, I've never seen anything like that before. Unique. Very, very unique. Love Sport, 558 AM. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. 
It's Love Sport Radio and it's the West Ham Fan Show until nine o'clock. I'm here with uh, James Jones, who's uh, the editor of West Ham World. If you want to have your say, uh, then you can. 0208 70 20 558. Also get in touch with us on the socials at Love Sport Radio. Uh, okay, we are having a quiz at the moment. Can you name every player to play for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League? Now, we got four right. Those were Ian Wright, Yossi Benayoun. Who's the other one? Winterburn. Winterburn, Nigel Winterburn and... Almunia. Almunia, they were all right. But there are others. I can tell you there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. You've got four, so there's nine left. This is this is quite difficult. <laughs> um, See if we can get uh, a couple more. I'm not allowed any clues. I can give you a clue. Would you like one? Yeah, go on then. Before we take a call. I mean, I, I know I'll be really, really annoyed that yeah. I don't get any of these, but just give me one clue on one of them. Okay, cool. Uh, he's an English fullback. English fullback. I don't know if he's played for England, but he's English. He's an English fullback. Oh, no. Cool. We have a caller. I'm going to put him on in about 10 seconds if you can't get it. Sure, that's just not Winterburn? No. No. Okay, and uh, we'll keep that one hanging. Adam from Essex, good evening. Hello, that's all right. Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Uh, can you name a player to play for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League? Oh, um, I could name a few, I think. Um, Jeremy Elliott, yeah. Yeah, man, Boom. that's one. That's a great one. It's a great one, yeah, that's it. Um, one more, one it more. Who was the goalkeeper, the Swedish goalkeeper that played for him? That's is it Rami Shaban, I think, or something like that? No, that's not I've on the got, list. I've got Almonia, Adam, the oh. other goalkeeper. Almonia, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there was a goalkeeper for Arsenal that was Swedish that played for him. I haven't got that on the list, but you know. Well, that's another one to jot down in. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is coming from West Ham United Football Club dot com. Uh, okay, what would you like to say? Um, basically, like a bit gutting really with a result on on Sunday. Um, I was in the pub and okay. couldn't get a ticket and that, but. You know, I thought we played really well. I thought it was quite organised. We put the, we put the pressure on. Yeah. Um, we exposed Arsenal's, you know, spaces and gaps in their defence. And yeah. on that, of it was just getting into all the right places. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that, you know, we should have at least got a couple of goals from the chances that have been created. Yeah. And uh, we should have really capitalised. But obviously when, um, you know, the error that led to Aaron Ramsey's goal. Yeah. I think that kind of just knocked the wind out of us, really. And I know there's a, been a lot of criticism on yeah. Joe Hart and whether he shattered or not, and Declan Rice and on his, you know, on his judgment mistake rather than technical mm. mistake. Um, but really, I think you know there was no. I think the the real big issue was the fact that the team didn't react to that. Yeah. They just kind of accepted it for what it was. They were going to lose, and mm, there was no fight since that since that element and. Uh, you know, I think you know you can't really blame Declan Rice. He's young. He's young. He's going to make mistakes. But if he makes the same mistake again, then you could question it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think you need to have you need to have a look at the other nine play- outfield players that could have you know made an impact and got a goal back. And mm. you know, I don't I don't think they seem to realise that we're not safe yet. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you were playing Arsenal, yeah, and, so, to, and, and to be fair, Arsenal didn't really kick into gear until the 80th minute either, did they? Um, so you no, were both no, on a level playing Both on a level playing field for a what, for a long time. Adam, um, what what are your what are your thoughts on 
David Moyes' comments about Rice after the game, a lot of, I've seen a lot of fans criticise Moyes for the way he handled that, but do you think that Moyes was right in, in calling Declan Rice out in the way that he did? I think it's I think he's somewhat right in what he's saying because you can't you know, you can't wrap these youngsters up in cotton wool, you know, that you know, if they're old enough to make a Premier League debut then they're old enough to, to take the stick at the same time. They can't keep accepting all the good that comes of it. They need to accept the bad that comes of it as well. And, you know, it's, it's a cruel game. It's a cruel game. Things like that happen, you know, and they need to learn. And, you know, hopefully the, the stick that he has received off David Boys will make him a better and stronger person from it. Can I... Um, I don't think David Boys has done anything particularly wrong. He's just, he's treating Declan Rice as he would any other player of that team. And that's what you need to do with your youngsters. Yeah. I, 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 you, you're right. You, you know, you're, you're, you're echoing... Uh, West Ham fans affections there for, for Declan Rice you can't really blame him and, and he will learn from it of course as you said you, you put it perfectly there actually it wasn't a technical mistake just more of a judgement mistake you'll learn from it um, can I also yeah. put something else to you West Ham fans uh, on Twitter weren't happy with one particular man's performance um, can you can you guess who that might have been? Um, I can't really. They singled, they singled, they singled one, one per. Well, in this ream of tweets that I have, anyway, they singled one is guy. It, out. Is it Cuarto? No. It's. Fernandez. Uh, not Jao Mario. Is Jao, it? Yeah, Jao Mario. Here's one I'll read from uh, Azam. Azam. Azam uh, WHUFC. He said, Jao Mario is not a number 10 at all. Far too sluggish. Just doesn't have that flair or creativity in his game. Sorry, not good enough. Well, I mean. Um, Adam? Go on, Adam. Sorry, mate. Um, uh, did we buy him as a number ten then? So I'm pretty sure we didn't. No, he's a winner, I'm isn't pretty he? sure Lanzini was the number ten that, yeah. that you know it was supposed to be playing with alongside Jal Mario, and obviously injuries mm. have you know have come to play, and Jal Mario had to fit in that position. But mm. Jal Mario is not a number ten footballer. He's mm. never ha- never has been. But has he been sluggish? Too fl- was he too sluggish and not enough creativity? Would you agree with those points? No. Okay. I, I, you know what? I think he's probably been one of the better performers performers for West Ham I mean I remember when he first you know when he first signed and I've done uh, an article straight away uh, for West Ham World and it was what to expect John Mario and in that article it basically stated that he's a very defensive minded player holds the ball up in the middle of the pitch yeah. and will create he's, he will create build ups yeah. to assist to goals and that's the type of player that we've that we've lacked you know we've lacked that kind of input from you know, like he feeds it out to Cresswell, and then Cresswell's allowed to cross it in, and Carroll's allowed to, you know, to score. That's that's the sort of player he is. He's not a. He'll never get goals. Although he did mm. score a blinder against Southampton, which is very rare for someone of his ability, mm. and and he doesn't get many assists. But he is a vital player that doesn't get the plaudits as what many people, you know, as what he should do. Mm. He's, he's a very very good gifted player, but he's playing out of position again, which seems to be a, you know something that keeps happening at West Ham you know yeah. with Mikel Antonio we bought him as a as a right winger goes to right back didn't like it then we play him out of position again by playing him as a striker yeah you know and then Anatovic was bought as a left winger and now we're playing him out of position mm. really because he's playing as a lone forward mm. and it's it's you know, there's just no consistency with the types of players that we're playing. We're not playing them in the positions that we've bought them. Yeah. Same for Masuaku. I think we bought him as a left midfielder, mm. and now we're playing him as a left wing back. He's got no defensive. Very he's true. got no defensive attributes to him whatsoever, as proven 
again Sunday. Yeah. Stay on the line, uh, Adam. Um, we'll be back right after this. With all of the women coming out of the woodwork, one would think I was like Bill Clinton. Wrong. If you're a fan of Spurs, check out Love Sport tomorrow night from 7. Even without him, we're putting in good performances. Oh, yeah, we've had some incredible performances while he's been injured. And even when he's coming back to full fitness, we've done well as well. So it's not like we're relying on him. And that's a good thing about having a great squad. You lose world-class footballers like Alderweireld and you cope. The Spurs Fan Show with 7OTB.com on Love Sport. Uh... It's Love Sport Radio, it's 7.31, and uh, James, do you want to react to Jean Mario? Yeah, I think I agree that he's not a number 10, um, that's not what he was bought for, but I think, as Adam was saying, with a lot of players that have been playing at a position over the last 18 months or so, it's all been down to the injury crisis that doesn't seem to ever end. Yeah. Um, Jean Mario's been playing at number, 10, at number 10 because Lanzini's been injured. Um, and I, I think that that change will probably happen against Man City when Anzini comes back in mm. and it will probably be Fernandez out and then Mario will go back into his normal position mm. um, so I mean yeah okay he's not number 10 but I don't think as Adam said he's been one of our better performers over the last few games okay mm. he wasn't fantastic against Arsenal but yeah. um, I think he had a blinder against Southampton he played well against Chelsea so um, you know is what it is uh, Adam just very quickly because um, we're going to move on to, to another call um, this director of football thing which we're going to talk about as well they're, they're, they're saying that it's not going to happen at West Ham now what's your thoughts? <laughs> um, I think again I felt like they just said it you know as a reaction to the negative results against Burnley and, and obviously the fan process and, mm. and now I think you know they've said that to kind of keep us fans happy and now the seems, you know, the results have started to come our way. You know, the three mm. 0 win against Southampton, the one 0 draw against Chelsea, and they've come out and said, "Oh, actually, we don't need it now." Well, no, we do. We, we still need a director of football. We mm. still need organisation. We need a better head of recruitment. Mm. Someone that, someone that, you know, basically, really, you don't need a head of recruitment. You just need to look at who's playing well yeah. and just buy that player. I don't think that's a hard job at all. I mean, if West Ham, are, you know. Making that job available, I'll put my name in the hat for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy job. Well, if you do, mate, I will. Trust me, it's a job I'd yeah, love. Exactly. To, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have. I'm constantly analysing players whether they're right for a club or not. Um, just very quickly, again, I wish the club would. Listen to us. Well, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, just very quickly, again, before we go, uh, next season, are you are you hopeful, optimistic? Unless they get the right person in charge of the team and make significant transfer, mm. you know, investment, I, I think it will just be a repeat, and mm. we'll be, you know, trying to fight for, you know, fourteenth position again. Mm. Um, and to be honest, I think that's what they want. They're, you know, they've made, you know, what's the way I'm trying to say that they've aimed higher yeah. and achieved very little, yeah. but. But they've still got that kind of stability in there, and I think they they want stability for the next few years until you know the right sort of investment comes yeah. along, so that they can leave the club. And I, I, to be honest, I think when you know the London Stadium kind of gets resolved, and West Ham probably could could end up buying the stadium if mm. Khan is seeing that, that it's producing negative, you know, it's not creating any profit, it's actually yeah. losing money. Yeah, I think he will sell the stadium to Golden Sullivan and the football club and then that's when they'll sell okay. and, um, yeah so 
So uh, again, uh, next season, if they don't make any any significant changes at the top of the you know at the top with the head coach and buy someone of immense quality and build around that, and then I, I don't really see much improvement. Okay, Adam, thanks for your time there on the phone here on uh, Love Sport Radio, talking all things West Ham. You are a hammer, of course. Uh, We're talking about yesterday's game and the director of football side of things as well. We'll continue pushing that uh, subject, director of football at West Ham. Um, I've had a text in from Martin, who's uh, given me a list of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 players who who played for both West Ham and Arsenal and um, just having a look at one yeah that is there hey, so he's got all 10 right um, but I'm not going to call him out because you know James this is your this is your game as well yeah so uh, you, you couldn't get the one that I was looking at the English fullback uh, anyone else I'm really struggling with this one yeah do you want to get do, would, you like, would, you, would you like another clue give, yeah give me a clue um, oh, if I give you this clue it'll give it away completely Moroccan he was Moroccan. Moroccan? Hmm. He's from Morocco. Oh, Shamak. Yeah. Of course it is, yeah. Oh, just, I know. Every time we get another one, it's going to really annoy me. Yeah. I didn't get it straight away. Uh, let me give... Let's go to another... Oh, I've got one. John, go on. John Artson. Yeah, John Artson. That's right. Yeah, he's there. That's an obvious one. Yep. Um, uh, there's one that nobody has got yet. I'm, I'm, I think this is one. This one is the toughest. But as I say, we'll run. We'll keep this running uh, throughout the rest of the show till nine o'clock. With me on the line now is Anthony Gale, uh, the uh, son of uh, the legend Tony Gale. Good. Uh, good evening to you, Anthony. Thanks for. Um, uh, thanks for being here uh, for us this evening. Good evening. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah. Good. Good. Thanks. Uh, just. Just clarify. You're the manager of Walton Casuals as well. Uh, uh, is that right? Yes, correct. Uh, manager of Walton Casuals that play in the uh, Bostick South League. Excellent. Um, you, that's in Surrey, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah, Walton on Thames. And how's that going? How's the season been? Yeah, a very interesting one. For, 45 games gone, mm-hmm. um, 83 points on the board. Um, if we win our last game, we go into the playoffs, which is uh, something that the club haven't ever experienced before in the history. So a very successful one, young side, young mm-hmm. group of players, um, but one always improving and... Uh, Fingers crossed we go and do the job on Saturday. Yeah, well, good luck with that. You are a hammer as well, of course, as uh, your father... Very much so. Your born, father, born and bred. <laughs> your father obviously played for the club, uh, legendary Tony Gale. Um, now, your feelings on the... I don't know where to start. There's so much to talk about West Ham. It's taken us a month to cover it. Um, and, you know, your feelings on the season, generally? I, I think they're very mixed. I think the, um, I think the big success story I think for the season and I think um, I was a little bit disappointed with the criticism that came in for Declan Rice at the weekend I mean he's been such a such a major success story this year for the club bedding in a, an 18 year old centre half that's mm. come out of the youth team that's, that's, that's performed exceptionally well I mm. think throughout the year and of, of course the lads made a mistake but I think that making these mistakes now when I think you can obviously see with the points I think that we're safe now mm. um, it would take a, a, a a uh, pretty miraculous finish to, to, to pull us back into that bottom three. But mm. I think the major success story has been Declan Rice this year because okay. I think the kid's only going to get better from, from those mistakes and the experience. And, and, and fair play to David Moyes for, for having the bravery, putting him into a situation that's been a, a really difficult one for the club so you, uh, over the, you know, since go he's got the job. So, so you're, you're happy with Moyes uh, this season? 
I, I think there's. I think look, it's, you know, talking to the supporters and, and speaking to speaking to a lot of them, and obviously, I'd say being being born and bred, I think when he when he got appointed, naturally, I thought it was an interesting appointment because I always did like Slavan. Mm-hmm. Um, However, you, you can see that the results, they've been up, they've been down. But, you know, the most important thing is we've kept our our, our Premier League status, which is important. And, and I only hope we can build on that now with some good investment in the summer. I think that's going to be the key thing, mm. uh, whether or not the board are going to invest and, and back David. And, it, and then at the end of the day, he, he can be then judged on the signings that he makes and the money that he spends. Um, in order to take us into that next stage of the, the, the Premier League and, and get us in that top half. Yeah, sure. Um, also, the stadium issue, uh, that's, how have you felt about that? To, to be honest, I, I, haven't, I, I haven't enjoyed it. I think that, you know, I mean, growing up around the club and going to games at the bowling, you, you just you just can't, I mean, that atmosphere was so special. Mm. Um, I mean, I've got so many memories. I remember mm. beat, when we beat Man United there and <laughs> Kenny Brown scoring the winner. Oh, yeah past Peter Smyke all them years ago and mm. you know the, the, the amount the amount of memories that, that I've got I mean childhood memories are just fantastic and mm. I mean it was so close you felt near the pitch you felt like yeah. we, we were all together it, it it's so hard to create that atmosphere and you can understand them trying to you know trying to obviously get a, a bigger stadium and trying to go that way and market the club but I, I think they could have been for me and this, these conversations that I've had with other fans you could have built on that ground. You could have just made made it bigger. You could have increased the the attendance. Mm. You know that that was so important. I think to our history, and yeah. it's going to be so hard to mm. recreate that. So yeah. Uh, no, I, I I I totally get where you're coming from. Um, listen, Anthony, please stay on the line. Uh, we'll be back here on Love Sport Radio right after this. Five Live, as much happiness is in EastEnders. Love Sport, five five eight a.m. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesmansaid.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everybody does the same. A spokesmansaid.com, getting real people, real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Take your passion for football and turn it into incredible cash prizes. Thousands of footy fans are already playing seven of the best. Just pick six teams to win and one to draw and you could win one million pounds. You choose the matches and you can play on your own or create a team with your mates. It's free to play, so what are you waiting for? Play seven of the best today. Check out 7OTB.com. That's the number 7OTB.com. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto tune or auto scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. A great station for a great city. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. 
Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk. Think about this. The banter bus. No one really knows where that goes. I have to tell you, that's how it is. No one knows. No one knows. This is Love Sport. The fan show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport Radio, it's uh, 7.42 and uh, I'm here with James Jones from West Ham World as ever because it's the West Ham Fan Show until 9 o'clock. You can get involved with us 0208 or you can uh, uh, message us on the socials at Love Sport Radio. With us on the line, Anthony Gale, son of legend Tony and uh, manager of Walton Casuals in Surrey. Uh, so, uh, James, you heard what Anthony had to say there. What, what, would you like to, uh, what would you like to ask him? Yeah, Anthony, I think you mentioned that one of the big things this summer is that the investment that the board sort of give whoever the manager is whether it's David Moyes or, or someone else and uh, we're going to speak, speak a little bit later on about the decision to, the U-turn on the director of football the, the alleged U-turn that's been made what, what are your thoughts on that do you think a director of football or a sporting director is, is vital to the way that the club moves forward in the transfer window I think in so, so many of the clubs, it's, it's how you utilise that person. Um, there are clubs that bypass the manager and go straight to a sporting director. And you can see there being so much unrest at football clubs when, that, when that's the fact. But I think that if the sporting director works closely alongside a manager, I think it can be a successful one um, and a successful relationship. But I think that, that relationship and I think that, that appointment has to be made by the manager. Um, it's very hard for the board to, to go and appoint someone like that. And it's... Uh, it's, it's for me, relationships are everything in football. Um, your players, your management, to, to your staff. And if David goes and appoints someone that he knows, that he trusts, you know, we're trusting David with a job and we've stayed in the Premier League this year and, and the summer's going to be so important and the, the recruitment is going to be everything. It's going to be everything. I said about the success of Declan coming into the side and I know that we've got good youngsters coming through and it's good that he's bedded bedded Declan in but I think it's important that now we see a little bit of investment and we see and we see us in that top half of the table which is where, where all the West Ham fans we have such great support and it is it's the best support in the Premier League um, as I said I've been a West Ham fan my entire life and the, the atmosphere in the old ground in the bowling that, that we used to get these, these fans deserve they deserve success and, and you know and I want success as well as a West Ham fan mm. So do you think that I mean, in my book, the decision to, well, the supposed decision to U-turn kind of uh, on this director of football uh, appointment suggests that they're going to stick with David Moyes and David Moyes is gone, I don't need one, I'll I'll get my own man in or or whatever. Um, I I, I think maybe, I think David being as as strong-minded as what he is, um, uh, and I think that coming into coming into the role and, and people said he was brave coming into the role at the time hmm. I don't think he was brave I just think West Ham's a, a, a very big football club and I think most most managers would have jumped at that opportunity to manage West Ham Football Club with a fan base with you know what what we've got to offer I think and so some of the players that we've got I mean we, we've got good players there I mean hmm. you look at Lanzini for, for me Lanzini's a top four player yeah. he's a top four player he's creative he's got everything you've got an out of it um, and these are very creative players that were getting top-flight Premier League sides and, and play at, at the height of their games for, for the better sides. And mm. it's just getting the balance and getting 
getting more players in of that level, of that capability to, to move us forward. And, and knowing David, I would imagine that he would have turned around and said, no, you know, I want to do it myself. And, and if that's the case, then, you know, fair, fair play to him. You know, but then obviously it rests on his shoulders, doesn't it? Our success next year. Do you think that uh, the middle of the part needs strengthening? I think that everyone needs. Uh, I think it's such a key role. I right. mean, you, and, and getting that balance, and mm. getting that balance of someone that, uh, and I mean, a lot of these. I mean, you look at you look at Liverpool, you look at Chelsea, you look you look at all those. That, the, the top sides in the division have a balance. They have a balance of players that can. They can do a little bit of everything mm. in different areas in that central area, whether you're playing a midfield three, whether you're playing two, there's a balance. And I yeah. think that's one thing that we've struggled with this year is getting a balance of players that, that can that can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, that have the capability to be creative, that have the ability to work hard, to break up play. Yeah. And I think it's not that we haven't, it's it's, it's getting the it's getting the balance of the right players that can that have all those attributes. Yeah. But I think investment is needed for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we leave you, uh, Anthony, um, Friday the 27th of April, do you know what day that is? No, shit. Share it. Go for it. <laughs> it's Football Shirt Friday. It's actually something that started oh. <laughs> for okay. Bobby Moore. Yep. A day for men, women and children everywhere to wear their football shirts. So, Friday, go out there wherever you're working. (laughs) Love Sport Radio, don't blame me. Don't blame me if you go to work and get told off that you're wearing your Juventus shirt. Uh, I'll have my West Ham one. That's, oh, exactly. I say say Juventus because mine mine came through the post the other day. Uh, It's it's about donating £5 uh, to the Bobby Moore Fund. Of course, uh, 25 years after Bobby passed away from uh, bowel cancer. So, it's all going towards a good cause. Uh, Basically, Friday, 27th of April, just wear your football shirt wherever you go you'll be wearing your hammer shirt on Friday will you Anthony certainly certainly will without a shadow (laughs) also Walton Casuals on the other side as well yes Walton Casuals hey mate good luck thank you very much thank you cheers for your time cheers Anthony good evening Um, excellent fascinating that's Tony Gale's son Anthony Gale yes spoke a lot of sense yeah and basically you know um, mirroring what a lot of what you've been saying, I guess, but um, he's 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 happy with David Moyes, and you know we've gone through some uh, Hammers uh, Hammers um, opinions over the last few few weeks. Uh, not everyone is though. Well, we did that poll last week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Um, I, I think it ended up with about sixty eight percent wanted Moyes gone yeah. at the end of the season, uh, and that was off the back of the Stoke game yeah. where you know he got a lot of criticism for his uh, substitutions or the yeah. la- like how late he did them, but. And I think him coming out and saying what he said about Declan Rice hasn't done himself any favours to the West Ham fans. Mm. But in my eyes, I think if he does keep us up, then mm. he deserves a crack at it. And then, you know, the club gives him some money mm. to spend. And then you, the reason why we've been so defensive yeah. is because he's got to try and keep us in the Premier League. That's his job. Mm. If we're in the Premier League next season, he's had a summer to work with a bit of investment, yeah. he might be a little bit more attacking, a little bit more adventurous. You know what? I should have asked him if his dad endorsed Moyes. Do you, yeah. know, do you know if he does? I don't know. No. <laughs> he would have known that. Um, it's uh, 7.49 here on uh, Love Sport Radio. It's the West Ham Fan Show until 9 o'clock. Get involved. 0208 7020 is the number to call. Also, get involved on the socials at Love Sport Radio. Now, I have been uh, giving this quiz uh, this evening. It's uh, can you name every player to play for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League? Uh, I have been getting answers through. I am going to give them out. I promise I will mention your names uh, with the people that have tweeted through. So I am going to now run through them. There is, however, most of you, in fact, all of you have contributed to getting pretty much all of the names right. I think there are just there is just one name that no one has yet got. 
and I'm, I'm not going to give it out, obviously, but um, I'm going to wait to see if somebody does uh, tweet it or call it or call in to give me that name before nine o'clock before I announce it. It's 7.50. We'll be back after this. Russia has the best gas. Seriously, I have the best gas. Believe me, just ask my wife. Love sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. If the highlight of your weekend is a trip to IKEA Wembley or buffing your car bumper in Barnet, then you need some love sport in your life. Start the best days of the week with a record breaking athlete and a fascinating footballer who has some big opinions. So it's bound to kick off. Mo Farah and Eric Cantona are the guys we couldn't afford. So instead, wake up with you and Thomas and Paul Mortimer. Weekend breakfast from 7 a.m. I'm sure the World Cup in Russia will be spectacular. They paid good money for it. This is Love Sport. 751 here on Love Sport Radio. So let's go through this quiz. Can you name every player to play for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League? Uh, now, I am going to run through the answers that I've been given by our tweeters in just a minute, but um, I'm going to throw it again to you, James. Can you name another? Uh, Freddie Lundberg. Yes, Freddie Lundberg. So, OK, let's go through some of the... I've got uh, one more. Go on. Oh, yeah, go on. Henry Lansbury. Yes, that's that, right. That, I'm out. That's huh? me, I'm done. Is that you done? Yeah, I'm done. OK, cool. Um, <laughs> let's go through these names then. Uh, Adam Leatherbarrow has tweeted to say... Henry Lansbury as well, Freddie Lundberg, Boamorte. Of course. Luis Boamorte. Yeah. Uh, let's go to a tweet from Martin. Ian Wright, which you got? I got that one. Mm-hmm. Matthew Upson. Oh, see, I told you I'd be annoyed when they started yeah, coming you out. Yeah, you are. I'm so annoyed with yes. myself. Nigel Winterburn, you got. Yeah. Uh, Lundberg, you got. Jenkinson, eventually. Jenkinson. Oh. But someone did say that. That um, we English, had a, we, English fullback Adam 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 got it right. The caller did he? Yeah, Carl Jenkinson. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, did you not hear? Oh, no, maybe you I don't didn't hear that. Maybe you don't remember. Yeah, no. he did say it. I yeah, can't believe I didn't get the Jenko. Ah, uh, yeah, Martin got this. Alex Song. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm getting really annoyed with myself. You are, Alex aren't you? Song. Okay, yeah. Okay, Richard Wright. I wouldn't have got that one. No, you wouldn't have got that I'd one. Miles off of that. Richard Wright, of course the. Um, Goalkeeping. Goalkeeper, but that's actually not down here, so that's wrong. That is wrong, according to this. It's not down here, it's not on my list, so Richard Wright is actually wrong. Um, so you wouldn't have got that one because it's, it's apparently wrong. didn't play for Arsenal, or maybe West Ham, or one of the two. Uh, okay, Davos Chiquere. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Davos Chiquere. Um <laughs> So, there is, that leaves just one more name that nobody has yet got. I didn't give to- Anthony Gale a chance to have a go either, actually. Um, but I don't think he... Well, I can't say whether he would have got it or not. But let's go through the names that we have got. There's 12 of them. We've got 11. These are players that played for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League. Carl Jenkinson, Marouane Shamak, Henry Lansbury, Manuel Almunia, Freddie Ljungberg, Jeremy Aliadier. Which was a great shout, wasn't it, from mm. from 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 Adam yeah. the caller, Nigel Winterburn, Davos Shuker, Ian Wright, John Hartson, Alex Song, Yossi Benayoun, Luis Bonamorte, and Matthew Upson. There was about three or four there that you you, you kicked yourself with. Oh yeah, I can't believe there that. is one more player, one more player. If you can tweet it to us, please do. 
It's at Love Sport Radio is the handle. Oh, it's 0208 70 Have you got it? No, I was just going to ask you okay. if, if we can have a clue what era. I know Premier League era, but I'm gonna have roughly. To go- I'm going to have to Google it, actually, oh, okay. looking at it. It's a name, obviously, you'd know. It's a name I know. Um, it's not an obscure name. It's a, it's a name. I can remember Motti commentating on him, for example. You know, he was that familiar, the surname. Um, but I'm going to have to Google the era and uh, and give you another clue. I- I'm going to leave this hanging until somebody gets it, basically. He is the final player we need for this jigsaw to play for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League. We've got 11. One, one more needed. We've got a tweet from Adam Leatherbarrow. Liam Brady? No. It's not Liam Brady. No, it's not. No. I <laughs> this. One more to go. Uh, but also, um, let's talk about Football Shirt Friday. That was, I understand, a West Ham creation. Um, I believe so. Um, again, that's another thing I'm annoyed I didn't re- I didn't know because yeah. I I I'm the one at work that tends <laughs> to try and organise it. Yeah. Uh, but okay. a couple of years ago, I tried organising it and it all went wrong because okay. one guy turned up a week early with his shirt on, oh. uh, and then when it came to football shirt Friday, no one wore their shirt apart from me. Right. So I went. Well, I'm not doing that anymore. No. Um, it's it's got to be kind of pretty much most people at the least, yeah. or, or, or half half the half the office. At, well, I knew it was going to go wrong when the guy turned up a week early. I mean, we get shirt on for he was up. Was football shirt Friday? I was like, no, it's next week, mate. Oh no! So, so, <laughs> what a um, nightmare! Yeah, that's a that's a David Brent moment. Yeah. Um, the, the reason, if if for anyone listening who's not sure what it's all about, it's 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 all for the fund of Bobby Moore, Bobby Moore yeah. and to and to fund uh, you know research into bowel cancer. Um, and the idea is you turn up with a shirt and you just and you you. Well, I must ask you. Actually, you have the money, but how do you donate it? You don't just turn up to work and donate, do you? You can you can text. You can text in a number, I believe. Uh, you can do it online. Mm. Um, I, I presume you could donate at work, and then you yeah. make a transfer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the idea is that you wear your football shirt to anywhere you like on Friday, in memory of Bobby Moore. Twenty-five years since he passed away, and. You also get to make a donation to the uh, cancer charity uh, to, to, to research bowel cancer. Um, and the time is 7.56. We're about to uh, get to the news. Uh, but coming up, it's going to be more things West Ham. One more player. He played for both Arsenal and West Ham. Who is it after this? It's nearly time for some real news, people. Real news, not fake news. Read by very intelligent people just like me. That I can tell you. Love sport. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you. Saving you money. You could visit 10, 20, 100 dealers and still not see as many cars as you would in just one visit to Car Giant. Because at Car Giant, we've up to 8,000 quality used cars in stock, all at unbelievably low prices. So don't go round the houses for your next car. Go to Car Giant, the only place for giant choice and giant savings. It's how London buys its cars. 
50% off bed sheets. And these towels. Why is everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum. She's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. You didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. Bringing home the bacon with all the sports, the biggest news and a fair amount of egg on faces. You like it so There'll be something for you. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Weekdays from 6am on Love Sport. It's uh, 7.59 here on Love Sport Radio and uh, we're still trying to get the final name for the player that played for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League. I understand that uh, James Jones from West Ham World with me in the studio has it, but we're not going to find out until after the news to see if you're right. Coming up, of course, after uh, the news at 8 o'clock, we'll be talking, uh, we'll be focusing more as well on this director of football thing. Why the sudden U-turn and are they going to have yet another of disappointment and transfer deals we'll have a preview of um the manchester city game as well that is uh, hammer's next game how does Moyes line up and uh, just general chat about survival chances really and as it's st george's day let's have a chat about the best players called george to ever played for the club as well it's all to come here next on love sport radio on 558am, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 8, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have revealed their new son to the world. Kate smiled and waved at the crowds outside the hospital in London where she gave birth this morning. The news was announced earlier this afternoon by a town crier. Buckingham Palace, proud announce the birth of a newly born royal prince on this St George's Day. There's no word yet on a name. Royal commentator Alistair Bruce says the odds are on Arthur. King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. I suppose that's echoed on St George's Day. But also, Arthur came into the royal family again when Queen Victoria had a son and the Duke of Wellington was his godfather. So, you know, there's a great tradition and Arthur's back. It's quite popular. In other news, local media in Toronto are reporting at least four people have died after a van struck a crowd of pedestrians. Canadian police say a driver has been arrested after the crash in a northern suburb. Henry Miller was there. What I saw was a white van speeding probably 60 to 70 miles per hour down this major road, swerving to what I would say fairly deliberately hitting pedestrians and swerving in and out of traffic before eventually uh, careering off onto one of the other side streets. Italy has granted citizenship to a terminally ill toddler from Merseyside in the hope he can travel there immediately for treatment. Earlier, European judges refused to intervene in the case of Alfie Evans. Medical experts reckon his life support should be withdrawn. Caribbean immigrants who have wrongly been labelled as living here illegally are going to get compensation. The Home Secretary, Amber Rudd, is also promising to waive fees for the so-called Windrush generation so they can become UK citizens. A national Stephen Lawrence Day is to take place every year in 
memory of the murdered teenager. The Prime Minister has announced it will be held on April the 22nd, the anniversary of his death. In sport, Everton and Newcastle are just getting underway in tonight's Premier League action. They're battling to stay ahead of one another in the top half. That's the latest. I'm Annie Green. The West Ham Fan Show. The latest on the Hammers. All the gossip from the London Stadium. And you irons getting vocal on the socials. The West Ham Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport London. A great station for a great city. City, city, city. It's two minutes past eight here on Love Sport Radio uh, with me, Alex and James from West Ham World it's the West Ham Fan Show until 9 o'clock it's a chance to have your say as well on all things West Ham uh, the number to call 0208 7025 and uh, get in touch with us as well on the socials if you don't want to speak with us that's uh, at Love Sport Radio and uh, we've been uh, having some fun on this uh, on this one this evening actually and I've been putting James through a bit of pain I must admit uh, I've been doing it deliberately and because the question that we've been asking uh, all the fans is can you name every player to play for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League now um, James you've got about five or six right on your mm, own maybe, yeah. maybe six or seven right by yourself there were four others that um, you didn't you didn't know and um, there is one name left because there are 12 names and there's one name that is eluding us all let me give you a clue James okay Someone has tweeted in the right answer, by the way. Right. Because um, you did ask for a clue. And um, you wanted to know the era, rough era. Okay. Yeah. He played for West Ham in the same year that... What happened in this year? What happened in this year? Let me just have a look. Hang on. <laughs> in the same year that... Who won the Who won the Premier League? That Manchester United won the league in that year. Which one? You want to know? It's not very good. They've won that. It's not cutting it. No, I know. Yeah, that's that's unfair. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, who won the FA Cup in this year? I'm just going to have a look. Good old Google. And if I go, if I go, da 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 da. And if I go, the winners of the FA Cup this year was Liverpool. Oh, it doesn't really help me that. I mean... 2001. 2001, right, OK. Um, that's... Yeah. Do you know we've got some other tweets coming in? Lee Chapman. No. No? No. Did he play for you? Uh, I don't know. He might that's done. from Bobby well, Moore probably TS. Probably well before my time, probably. That's but. from a... Um, a tweeter called Bobby Moore TS Lee Chapman I, I didn't think he played for West Ham oh, at all God. I mean if he did it was before my time I don't remember him playing for uh, we had Adam who said uh, Nordviet it's not Nordviet no but that's a good shout it's a good shout I yeah. think he did come through Arsenal's Academy but I don't right. worry he was there as a youngster but I, yeah. don't, I, I don't know but this, this one at the moment is really <laughs> irritating really annoying me really I can't believe you. I can't get it how long should I drag it out tell me I don't know. Before, I mean, depends how long you want to see me in pain for, really. <laughs> I think the listeners might want to as well. Um, 2001. I think that's a really good clue. I mean, it narrows it down quite a lot. 2001. But I'm about, what, about 15 then. 
So I should remember. 14, 15 years old. Okay, do you want another clue? Yeah, go on. Then. African. Oh. Go on. Go on. Does it begin with D? Sorry? Does it begin with D? The first name or the last name? The last name. Uh-huh. Uh, is it Diawara? Yeah. Diawara? Yeah, that's right. Yes. You got it. I got it. Adam 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 did tweet in to, to give it. He's uh, tweeted in um yeah, Diawara, how could I forget that? He's probably just been googling it. I I mean I, I that that is the hardest one. Yeah. It, it is pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. Mind you, you didn't get Carl Jenkinson who you know. Yeah. Um yeah, that's embarrassing. That's sort of embarrassing. But there are some there are some beautiful ones in there. Boa Morte. But I'm also, yeah, I mean, I should have got that. Alex Song as well, quite Alex recent Song, player. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. That wraps up uh, That wraps up another quiz for a Monday evening. I love these quizzes. I should drag them out longer uh, here on Love Sport Radio. Six minutes past eight then. And uh, let's talk about the uh, director of football position then and the U-turn on that. Um, I mean, what are your suspicions on why the sudden U-turn? Well, I briefly mentioned it earlier in that uh, when we were talking to Anthony that... I get the feeling that it's it kind of hints that David Moyes has been given the the job, yeah. or he's been offered a contract, or he knows he's going to get the job, and so they've gone yeah. right, Dave. We're going to we're going to bring in a director of football, and he's mm-hmm. gone. Well, no, if I'm going to be in this job, then I don't want a director of football, mm-hmm. or he's gone. Well, I want one, but I want to pick it. Yeah, um, and I want my guy to come in, which is fair enough because he's the guy that's got to be signing the players for the, for his squad. So. Mm-hmm. But it does seem a bit strange that David Sullivan came out and said that we're, we're going to go and get one in the summer. It's going to be one of the big things, mm. part of our, me stepping back and from the transfers. And mm. then suddenly we get a couple of good results and they're like, no, I'm not going to get one anymore. And it's like, well, that's still a problem. Yeah. Forget two, two good results, it's still a problem, yeah. Dave. So I don't know. I think the club would be silly not to go down that route. Mm-hmm. The, the, the way we do things at the moment in the transfer market is clearly flawed. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be where we are. It, what, what, give me some examples of flawed in the in the current <sighs> team. Then um, it's clearly, clearly, there are a couple of people you don't want there. Well, I don't think it's it's not so much the current team. It's it's more signings that have come and gone in a very short space of time over the last since we moved into that stadium. Yeah. For one, um, Gokhan Toure. Yeah. Uh, what a waste of time he was. Simone Zaza. Mm. You know. Um, all good players in their right, but not either not good enough for West Ham or yeah. not the right fit, yeah. or um, completely out of their depth. Never played in the Premier League before. No. Or, you know, mm. you know, there might be good players playing over in Turkey or, mm. or in Italy or something like that. But you know, seems a bit but, weird. But, uh, you know, there's so many. Ashley Fletcher, we got from Man United, a young yeah. striker, yeah. but you know, now he's playing for Sunderland in League League One next year. But I think you know, wasn't wasn't Anthony Gale there touching on? You don't need to be like any kind of anything special to, to sort of point out these players but but you do have to have some kind of talent to be able to say this guy would be good enough and right enough for West Ham you need don't you I mean you need to that, that, that's a talent in itself yeah I mean f- f- to to spot a good player it's not just oh he's good at football yeah. he's in form I think you know you have to does he fit in the system mm. that the manager wants to play um, is he going to get on with the squad is yeah. he going to get on with the current players? Yeah. You know, what's his personality like? Mm, you know, mm, it, it, does he have the traits that you know you want a player to to track back certain times? Yeah. It, does he have the the pace and the stamina to be able to yeah. do that? 
You know, it's not just a case of he, he's playing well, we'll fit in nicely. You know, mm, mm. There's so many things that happen. Will he settle in the country if he's, yeah. if he's from overseas? Yeah. Uh, but surely these kind of psychological, you know, questions get asked before they join. Well, the scouting processes at any level now are so thorough. They have computers that, you know, they have like databases that they can how, go in. How can you with, get someone like Zaza? Hours and hours and hours and hours of clips. Gokhan and Zaza, so Well, Gokhan was slaving Bilic's man. Yeah, you know, right, he, okay. he, he had him at Bishik's ass and he obviously thought, yeah, I can bring him over. He obviously mm. knew him quite well. Mm. Simone Zaza, I don't know what happened there. I don't know whether they just thought he'd, he'd fit in well. Yeah. Um... But these databases, they get, they get hours of footage and they can sit there for hours watching players in certain different situations mm. and go, right, yeah, he'll fit in nicely in our midfield and then they sign him and he turns out to be rubbish. It's um, difficult, difficult to get right, yeah. Yeah, like Nortvait, for instance, you know. <laughs> he played in the Champions League this season before, he captain Brush and Washington Gladbach in the Champions League. Mm. We sign him on a free transfer and he's nowhere near Champions League level no. for us. So it's, it's, it, it's, it's it, what it is. It is tough. It's one, thing, one of the things I always say about football is... Football just never follows logic. It just cannot no, it ever follow logic. Because no. if it did, I'd predict Real Madrid to win the Champions League every, every mm. year, Barcelona every year, and that just doesn't happen. It's uh, 11 minutes past eight. We'll be back after this. Joe Hart, hands of pure butter. I love butter. Love sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. There's an American wolf to be wary of again, London. And we don't mean the shit one from that 80s film. We toured the UK to see if there were any Trump supporters in the UK. And unfortunately, we found one. And his name is Charlie. What he has to say has to be heard to be believed. Charlie Wolf and Rosie Wright, this Saturday from 8. The last superheated African plume I enjoyed resulted in legal action. Tremendous. 558 AM. Love sport. 11 minutes past 8 then here on Love Sport Radio. Have your say on 0208 7025 Also on the socials at Love Sport Radio. How can you listen to us? At 558 AM, online and digital radio, also on your Alexa smart speaker as well. I'm here with James Jones from uh, West Ham World. And um, Diawara, if you uh, have only just been sort of tuning in, in and out. What's his first name? Diawara's. Cabana Diawara. Yes, it is. I let me just to confirm that myself. Kaba Diawara. Kaba, yeah, yeah was the right. was yeah. was was the final player that we got that played for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League. We had a lot of fun with that. There were twelve of them altogether. Kaba Diawara was the last name on the list. Um, now, London Football London sources have told them that where the, the board at West Ham is very happy with Moyes, despite the results. Thanks to him instilling discipline and improving fitness among the players. Are the, are the players fitter? Yeah, that was one of the first things that we noticed. Mm. Um, so, I mean, they're right. And, you know, it's been quite impressive how he's come in and sorted a lot of that stuff out. Yeah. But uh, I, it's all going to be down to tactics for West Ham mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. So, to, to win West Ham fans over, yeah. Sam Allardyce will tell you. You know, it doesn't matter how fit you get the players... Yeah. You know, if you're not playing a, a, a certain brand of football, yeah, then it, the, the fans are going to get on top of you pretty quick. Absolutely, uh, it's eight thirteen at the moment uh, here on Love Sport Radio, and Brian Williams is a West Ham fan and author of the book. Uh, home from home, a West Ham supporter struggle to reach the next level. He's with us on the phone. Good evening to you, Brian. 
Good evening. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Uh, right. It's so, a pleasure. Okay. Have you been? Uh, I just want to ask. Have you been listening in the, the last hour? Oh, I have. I wouldn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How did you do with the uh, players who played for both West Ham and Arsenal since the formation of the Premier League? Any, any there? Well, any, I... any, any there that came up and you thought, oh, I didn't know that one. After I googled it, I did incredibly well. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say was that, and this may come as a surprise to some of your younger listeners, there were, actually was uh, a life before the Premier League. You know? Yes. Mm. Uh, West Ham had one or two uh, recruits from Arsenal uh, way back in the day. Now, yeah. looking back over some of them, I think it's fair to say the Gooners have had the best of the deal over the years. Uh, mm. Back in the 1970s, we had a guy called John Radford who played for England. We mm. bought him off Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played 30 times for West Ham. You have one guess at how many goals he scored for us in that time. Zero. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> you got it, yeah. But, now, there was one signing from Arsenal yeah. that um, is really important to West Ham. He was a manager. Yeah. Who was the manager West Ham got from Arsenal? James? It was Ron Greenwood. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> oh, beat me to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, well, I just thought it might be an embarrassing silence there. But, uh, yeah, no, no, it was um, it was interesting looking at some of those players who did play for us, like mm. Lundberg and yeah. Paul Morte. I mean, Lundberg must have been one of the biggest waste of spaces that West Ham has ever Re- signed. Really? He, he, really, he really could not be bothered, could he, no, when he played for us? Well he beyond his peak shocking. by then, wasn't he? Wow, well, wow. Well. Yeah, and, and his interest level as well, I think. Mm. <laughs> he just couldn't be asked. Well, that's a good question. That's a good point you make, actually. Out of, out of those, who were the disappointments? Schmack, I, I, I suppose, as well. Well, most of them, really. It's hard to say. I mean, Hartson, obviously, was a success. I yeah. think it's quicker to go through the ones who, you know, yeah. who did well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yossi Benayoun. Uh, Benayoun was good for Ross, us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Benayoun was fantastic. Uh, Wright, obviously, was good. Yeah. Uh, Hartson was fantastic. Uh, Upson was a huge disappointment, I think, really. Mm. I mean, one of the things that was interesting about Upson was that You'd read in the, the paper every day or every week, mm. club captain Scott Parker. Well, Parker played like a captain, but he wasn't a club captain. Mm. Upson was, mm. and you would have been hard-pressed to have named him, as indeed a lot of sports journalists were. Mm. And d- just finally, Diawara, how, how, how did he do? Do you know, I really can remember mm. absolutely nothing at all I think he was about Diawara. Uh, yeah, he was on loan, wasn't he, from us, mm-hmm. uh, from Arsenal? And I, he is one of those players who doesn't make the top eleven. He certainly he doesn't even make the worst eleven, which is <laughs> a very hard side to get into at West Ham. But uh, no, he's, he was instantly forgettable. I think. James, Jen Co and Song had one good season each, didn't they? Oh, Song, yeah, yeah, yes, of course, mm. yes, he was. Uh, and, and- he, he did play well for a while. But again, he again he was a bit past his sell by date, wasn't he? By the mm. time we got him, did you see the game yesterday, Brian? Uh, I did. Yeah. What did you What did you make of it? Typical West Ham. Well, the things that sort of alarm me most about it, I, th- I, I, I mean, as you guys have said, that we were James particularly, we were really good for eighty minutes. Mm. Um, I thought were worthy of of the point that we had at that stage. But what alarmed me was the way we just disintegrated when we went behind. And it's not the first time it's happened this season, and it's not the first time it's happened under Moyes. Mm. And that sort of lack of spine and guts when we do go behind, 
uh, alarms me. And that's, I, w- I would have thought Moyes of all people would have instilled a bit of, you know, fighting spirit in them. Mm. And that doesn't seem to, to be there. We, we really collapse like a house of cards on occasions. And, um, you know, you've been through the problems and Masuaku moving away from the post, uh, yeah. Declan Rice ducking away from the header. Mm. But after we went behind, we didn't look like it was roll up the sleeves and yeah, we can get back in this. It was how many are we going to ship? Well, and says, that, that, those last few few minutes were, were worrying, really. Well, it says here that um, I read I read this a few minutes ago and James concurred was that well placed football dot London sources told them that West Ham board were happy with Moyes, thanks to him instilling discipline and improving fitness among the players. But did that not happen yesterday? Well, I think he's improved fitness levels. I mean, it, it was the bar was pretty low when he came in. I mean, we were bottom of the league in just about everything. You, you know, all of the stats mm. leagues of late goals conceded, yards covered. Yeah. Uh, all the signs were that the whole training program was, uh, you know, was rubbish. And I think Moyes did improve that, and, mm. and you know, we, we do put in more effort. I'm not sure it's a physical thing now, but it seems to be more of a mental thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all right, when Arsenal start playing, they can take you apart. Yeah. But if we go into that game against Man City at the weekend with that sort of attitude, <laughs> we, we could really take a pasting. Yeah. And I've seen enough pastings <laughs> from Man City to you're, last me. You're safe now, though. Uh, you're quite sure, you're quite confident with that? I'm not confident at no, all. Oh, really? Though. No, no. So you think Southampton might spring a bit of a surprise because they don't look like winning? Well, Stoke have have, have got a a tough programme, but Southampton could still, you know, when you look at who they've got, I think they've still got Bournemouth, they've got Swansea. They, they, you know, they could. They could. I I don't think we can just say, okay, we're on the beach now. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, if we, we, you know, we, we do get another three points from somewhere. Yeah. And funny enough, I think probably our best bet of that might actually be Leicester. Okay. Uh, Albeit an, an away game, I think that, um, you know, if we go out there and really attack them, uh, Leicester obviously not the side they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got nothing to play for. Yeah. That might be where we could we could pick up the points. That's a very but, good... Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. I tend to agree with you there. Do stay on the line, Brian. Uh, it's 20 minutes past eight here on Love Sport Radio. It's the West Ham Fan Show. We'll be back after this. Don't you just hate it when most politicians just answer their own questions? I do. Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTV.com. Play your way to £1 million. Stop paying too much for your energy bills. Brian saved money on his at a spokesmansaid.com. Can you? I'm Brian from Swaddling Coat, South Derbyshire, and I saved about £400 on my energy bill with a spokesman set. The iSpokesman said website was very easy to use, instructions are quite clear to follow, and the money I saved I put towards a holiday. A spokesmansaid.com compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers in just a matter of minutes. To find real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. You love when you play football. 
and your team wins. And you love when the team you support wins. And you're going to love winning the online football game. Seven of the best. All you need to do is pick six winning teams and want to draw. And you could win one million pounds. You can play on your own. Or even better, create a team with your mates. It's free to play. So what are you waiting for? Play seven of the best at 7otb.com. That's the number 7otb.com. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. Bringing home the bacon with all the sports, the biggest news and a fair amount of egg on faces. You like it saucy, there'll be something for you. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Weekdays from 6am on Love Sport. There are some things a man should not talk about. And his arsenal is one of them, believe me. 558am. Love Sport. The Fan Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport Radio, it's 822 here, and uh, you're here with me, Alex, and also uh, James Jones from West Ham World in the studio with me. If you want to get in touch, it's 0208 758. And also on the socials, at Love Sport Radio, uh, Brian Williams is with us uh, avid West Ham fan also and uh, f- uh, author of the book Home from Home um, this uh, director of football situation Brian why this sudden U-turn and are you happy with it they looks like they may not have one next season now well I think that the director I'm really interested in is trying to get a supporter director but that's another story mm. I think a director of football is is something of a smokescreen, really. The big issue is not about identifying who the good players are. It's about how much money we're going to spend to get them and how much Mm. money we're going to spend on wages. And it's all about the size of the owner's checkbook in the end, isn't it? You can, you know... I watch a lot of football on TV. I I can spot a player I think would fit in quite well at West Ham. But if you haven't got the... £70 million to pay for him, (laughs) he ain't going to come, is he? So um, that, I think, is the issue. It's about how much money gets made available to whoever it is in charge of spending it during the summer. How much do you think... And it's going to have to be a lot more than it was during the January transfer window, that's for sure. Otherwise, Mm. there are going to be a lot of very angry people, even more than there are at the moment. What, what, what do you think that fi- that figure should should look like, Brian? Do you think you know? I mean, we all we all know that David Sullivan is, isn't doesn't like spending too much money. He's always he's always in the in the market for a bit of a deal. How much do you think well, yes, he should be looking I think to spend? Maybe we, I think we we've got to say there's a hundred million available. I mean, I know there won't be. I'd be surprised if there's much more than sixty, and a lot of that will probably get. Uh, you know, some of those deals that uh, West Ham have been famous for over the years that, you know, there's a headline figure to it when you actually find out what has really been paid, it's nothing like it, mm. uh, which has resulted us in getting players like Savio, for example, after mm. Craig Bellamy left. Um, but really, the, the, the state the club is in at the moment, after two years of the new stadium, the promises that were made, the promises that have not been kept, 
they've got to get the checkbook out. And mm. if they don't, I think they really have to look at themselves and say, well, are they fit to be running that club after what they said they would do after moving? Because, mm. you know, it all comes back to that, doesn't it? It's mm. not just like we're having a couple of dodgy seasons. The owners took the decision that they did that was the biggest decision in more than 100 years of West Ham's history and that to justify that decision, there has to be success on the mm. pitch. Mm. And if there isn't, uh, people are going to rightly be very, very cheesed off. What, what, what would you say is success for West Ham then? Well, it was sort of, it, it was the owners who made the promises, wasn't it, about nudging the top eight and possibly okay. even looking at European football. Okay. I mean, uh, success is well, it's not so much. It's about them keeping the promises that they made mm. to justify the move from Upton Park. I mean, I suggested that. I think we need to perhaps park those promises that they made about us finishing in the top four uh, just for a little bit and just worry about actually establishing ourselves in in the Premier League again. I think the last thing we need, Brian, is another, it, uh, you'd agree with me, is another uh, relegation battle next season. And I think as much as the owners have, have, have wrongly made promises that they can't keep, I think we now need to perhaps focus on actually just making sure that we're in the Premier League. Um, yeah, I think established in the Premier League. Of course, we do, but we also, you know, need to play. I think a style of football that West Ham fans recognise. I mean, take the Stoke game for example. Now, all right, I know that we're scrabbling to try and stay up at the end to justify the means and all the mm. rest of it, but we've taken Southampton apart, mm. and yet we went into a game against Stoke where. The idea was, we mustn't lose. We mustn't lose. We're playing one of the worst teams in the division mm. because that's you know that's why they're in the bottom three. Mm. And if we, I know that Lanzini wasn't fully fair. I know there are lots of reasons why very, you know we didn't play the most attacking team possible. But mm. when we did have our most attacking players out on the pitch, we took them apart. Mm. And that sort of attitude of let's be cautious, let's be safe, let's establish ourselves. Well, we've been back in the, the Premier League for a while now and, mm. you know, obviously the last season at the bowling ground, we were top half and we were, for a while, were even, you know, seriously looking for a European place. I'm not saying top four necessarily, but you look at the points we were, you know, that we lost out to some very dodgy refereeing decisions in for last year. Yeah. <clears throat> we would have, you know, we might even have scraped into the Champions League. So it's not completely beyond the realms of possibility. But if you have a the idea that it, everything is going to be so defensive right from the start and that we just want to be cautious, we'll bobble along in the middle. Well, kind of almost what's the point of kind of football? I mean, I've been a season ticket holder <laughs> I, there for I, a long time. And yeah. I agree with you, Brian. Um, but the way, I, the way I see things at the moment is that um, they they went into that stadium thinking off the back of the last year at the bowling which was such a wonderful I mean we were four points off top four at the end of the season which is crazy Yeah. Um, but then they, they went into that new stadium and they they tried to run before they could walk and you know the the league is a lot different now um, I mean don't forget that last year at the bowling when we almost we, we could have finished in the top four that was yeah. the year that Leicester won the league when yeah. the whole league was a bit weird anyway yeah. Um so the league's different now, already two years on, and I, the way I see it, I mean, I, West Ham shouldn't be settling just for mid-table mediocrity. That's not what we are. That's not what we moved to that stadium to do. But I mm. think after the two years of battling relegation, all the upheaval, I think we need just to just take a step back and just think, right, okay, let's just be sensible here. 
Um, I think David Moyes' tactics since he came in have been just because we've been in a relegation battle. I'm, you know, I'd like to think that he's played a bit more of a, an expansive style of football, a little bit more attractive style of football next season if he's given the opportunity and the money, mm. as Brian rightly said. Well, of course, there is an argument that maybe if we'd played that more expansive style of football earlier on, we wouldn't be in the relegation battle we're in now because mm. we would have won some of the games that we've drawn. All right, we might have lost some of them, but, you know, you get three points for a win, of course. Mm. Uh you draw two, you got two points. You win one, you lose one, you got three points. It's uh, mm. you know possibly if if we'd gone and attacked some of the teams who we're on a par with or slightly better than, we we might now not be looking over our shoulders in quite the way we are. And and I still have a horrible feeling about <laughs> how one of those you know how Southampton particularly might just sort of find a bit mm. of run of form, and if they do we're probably going to be the ones who get dragged into it because of the games we've got left. Brian Williams, West Ham fan and author of the book Home From Home. Uh, thank you very much for your time uh, on Love Sport Radio this evening with us uh, talking all things West Ham until nine o'clock. Always fascinating to speak with you, Brian. Uh, we'll uh, catch up with you again very soon, I'm sure. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Of course I don't take Russia seriously. They rush everything. If you're a fan of Chelsea, check out Love Sport. Friday night from 7. Part of the challenge is Conte wasn't directing from the sidelines. Players need to be able to raise their game instead of being puppets on a string. We might be expecting too much from average players. We have to support the team when it's down. It's not all Conte's fault. He's made bad selections, but his bench is not a ton better. The Chelsea Fans Show with 7OTB.com on Love Sport. 8.30 then here on Love Sport Radio. Uh, now, before we uh, carry on talking all things West Ham, uh, make sure you listen to the score on Saturday afternoons for your chance to win a million pounds with seven of the best. All you have to do is correctly predict seven correct results four weeks in a row. So six winners and a draw. You don't have to predict the scores, just the results. And best of all, you can play along for free. So for your chance to win one million pounds, listen to the score. Saturday afternoons from 2 with 7OTB.com. I'll uh, run through with you exactly how that works uh, on the show this evening as well. Uh, and um, it's uh, 8.31. Oh, did you say that Brian was still there? <laughs> no. OK. Uh, and so over to you then, James. Um, Brian's frustrated. That's understandable. But I'm still at this point where I'm thinking to myself... You know, I've never known West Ham to, to really push for a, a European place in all my time that I've liked football, and certainly not in the Premier League. So maybe that habit is making me think, why now? But, well, we, but we, I don't know. We have done it in the past. But you've not um, got Champions League. Well, in a, I mean, European football being, I mean, well, we yeah, finished fifth yes. in, I think it was 98, 99, yeah. 97, 98, you know, around that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously, we, we've. We finished seventh that year, the final year at the bowling, but that was we would have finished, I think, fifth. Yeah, had it not been for losing to Stoke on the last day of the season, mm. and we were four. That had we won that game, we would have been finished a point off the top four. Yeah, which is mental for a couple, yeah. for yeah. a couple like us. We shouldn't, you know, but because of that, I think a lot of a lot of expectations going into the, the last two years into the new stadium, yeah. that, those expectations were a lot higher. Yeah, and I don't see any reason why West Ham shouldn't be competing in the top half of the table I don't see why we shouldn't be at least aiming to finish in the top six top mm. seven I think our way into Europe at the moment is to take a cup seriously mm. go and win the, the the Carabao Cup or go and try and win the FA Cup get into the Europe that way mm. 
and then start building from there. We've got into Europe twice over the last three years, and both times we've got beat by Astra in the <laughs> qualifiers. And it's like, well, hang on, we've had our chance here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't see any reason. We West Ham. I said to you yesterday when, you, when I spoke to you after the game, mm. West Ham should be aiming minimum tenth. Yeah, that that's where our benchmark should be. It, do you think the team's good enough for tenth right now? I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I mean, we've got some really, really good players. Are you better than Leicester? Uh, Are you better than Burnley? I think we. I think we have better players than Burnley. Whether we are better than them is a different. Mm. Is a different. Do you think you're better players than Burnley? I do. Yeah, we have got better players than Burnley. But what Burnley have done this year, and full credit to Sean Dyche for this, is that yeah. he's got them. You know, he's got them playing as a unit. You know, and you know he's got them punching above their weight, which Burnley, admittedly, have always done, and they've yeah. done it very, very well this season. They deserve a lot of credit this season for yeah. what they've done. Yeah, um, we have better players than them, but we haven't been playing as a unit. Yeah, um, and I think that that counts for a lot. So. Yeah, I, 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 I see your, I see your point. I, 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 I look at the West Ham team and I think maybe you need to strengthen in the middle of the park. And I don't want to do Mark Noble a disservice for saying that. But. Oh, no, no, don't. <laughs> I, I love Mark Noble, but I think, um, I think you're right. I think Kawate's had a poor season. I think Mark Noble is coming to the end of his West Ham career. Perhaps one, one or two more seasons left, but maybe not full, like the first team. Yeah, uh, or as regular as he has been. As much a great servant he, he is, but we need to strengthen all across the park. Yeah, I think midfield and defence, mm. probably in goal as well. Yeah, the the keep the keeper position is definitely one that uh, needs addressing, isn't it? Because um, Joe Hart is making too many mistakes, and Adrian, you're saying, is also uh, probably not quite the keeper he was when he started for you guys because he looked really good for a long period of time. He did, and I think. But he's still not the perfect goalkeeper. And I'm not. I mean, Adrian's loved by the West Ham fans because he's one of the most passionate goalkeepers we've ever had. Yeah. You know, he's got that really good relationship with with the fans. Yeah. Um, but he, but he's the reason, the reason why he was dropped last season for Darren Randolph was the reason why he was dropped this season for Joe yeah. Hart is because he does make mistakes as well. Well, well, yeah, well, absolutely. So, so your your backup of goalkeepers is not. Is not great. You need to go out there and basically I think, get somebody else. I think we need to look in the market for a goalkeeper, um, a first-team goalkeeper. The thing is, Adrian, I don't think will be happy with settling for a, no. a, as a number two. Mm. Um, I, I'd like to see Adrian come back in as a number one, and but then perhaps you know we've got a young, a good young goalkeeper, Nathan Trot, coming through the ranks. Whether yeah. he'd be happy sitting on the bench for a couple of years and learn, learning his trade and then coming through, yeah. I don't know whether he's good enough, but I've, I've heard good things about him. So. Um, but I mean, obviously, Joe Hart's not going to hang about. He's going to he's going to move on, which mm. I think will be the best decision. I don't think we should sign him. No. I don't think we will. But I mean, goal, goalkeeper is a very difficult dis- uh, position to 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 invest in. Yes, because you know there aren't many about there aren't many about that are good enough and that aren't going to make mistakes. Do you know what? All the best ones are taken by the best teams. There's a couple of questions that I wanted to ask Brian Brian Williams, so we got him back on the phone. <laughs> um, uh, hello. hello, hello, Brian. Thanks for coming back on the phone. Uh, just just before we get on to the next break, if that's possible, uh, we're just going through the goalkeeper position here at West Ham. Uh, is, is would you say out of all the positions that need strengthening, goal, goalkeeper at the moment for you guys is crucial? Well, I think maybe against Man City, we should probably play Hart and Andrian at the same time. <laughs> we might might keep it down to single figures that way. Yeah, no, absolutely, it does need strengthening. I mean the. Yeah, I mean, I love Andrew Ant a bit, we yeah. all do, but is he a top-flight 
Premier League goalkeeper. I don't know. Mm. I mean, what is interesting, if West Ham don't get relegated, there will be three very good goalkeepers going down with clubs mm. um, who, you know, into the Championship who might not fancy you there. Yeah. Um, and I don't suppose we'll get Butland. Uh, he will probably go to, you know, a, a, a top four club. But yeah. um, Forster and, and Ben Foster are, are both very decent goalkeepers, and I think they either of them would be an upgrade. You were talking about also expansive football. Um, one of the questions that I've been putting to the fans here on Love Sport Radio is, does that mean basically playing or having at least two of the following players on the pitch at the same time, Carol Onotovic and Hernandez? Well, I think that possibly yes. Um, okay. I mean, I, I, I can see a problem with Lanzini and... Joe Mario playing in the same side I, mean, I would rather see Lanzini obviously out of the two of them mm. Lanzini and Anatovic were forming a really good sort of partnership on the field I mm. suspect they don't go out for a curry after a game um, looking at sort of the reaction when the other scores but they, they were playing fantastically well yeah. uh, those two link up now Carroll tends to slow everything down when he comes on because we tend to lump it in yeah. but you know, Hernandez is, is, you know, Chicharito is Mexico's leading all-time goal scorer. Yeah. And he comes on for the last 15 minutes, again, in a game where we've got to score to replace a guy who's played for, uh, you know, Switzerland a couple of times in midfield. Now, you know, this guy scores goals. Yeah. So you would have him, you would have him in the side as well for this Yeah, I mean, style. you know, quite honestly, against Arsenal, I mean, the idea, you know, the conventional thinking is, all right, let's keep it tight, let's stay in the game for an hour, yeah. feed in the attacking players in mm. the last 20 minutes if we're still in the game. Well, Arsenal was shocking in the first half. If we'd have really bombed yeah. them, who knows, maybe we'd have been 2-0 up and, mm. and, you know, they'd have been scratching their head mm. going, well, what hit us? But would you have been because so... Go on. You know, I just to say, we ended up losing, you know, 4-1 playing the kind of conservative conventional way and um, you know I think maybe some of these games we should just go for it alright if, you, if you, you know, you're you 3-0 down at half yeah. time you're tying it up you don't want to get a complete pasting well, that's but th- at least give you give yourself a chance well that's the thing that I was going to ask you know I mean if you are going to open yourself like, like that to up to a team like Arsenal and you end up sort of you know with it being 3-0 at half time <laughs> Then you're probably not going to be going at the end of the, convers- at the conversation on a on a Monday morning on a Monday evening like you are now saying, "I'm glad we played expansive football because no, I'm not. I'd rather we tightened up." Well, I might not have done it against the Arsenal side of ten years ago and the Invincibles. I mean, yeah, they would have taken us apart, but it's a pretty ordinary Arsenal side they've got at the moment, mm-hmm. and they were they were pretty ordinary in the first half, and we had a couple of decent chances. If that had been Chicharito who'd been on the end of uh, the one that. Fernandez completely fluffed uh, with, with about 20 minutes gone you know that would have been in the back of the net Yeah. Um, attacking players if you want to score goals you've got to play attacking players mm-hmm. uh, stay on the phone again uh, Brian uh, here on the Sport Radio we'll be back after this in our survey of one 100% of people say they preferred Love Sport to Five Live thanks boss this is Love Sport Love Sport with 7OTV.com Predict 7 to net a million If you've ever had to get out of your car at the side of a motorway you'll know how scary it is Just imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway 
So please drive carefully through roadworks. Observe all signs and speed limits. Stay in the correct lane and keep a safe distance from the car in front. Our road workers are making the road safe for all of us. So please keep the road safe for them. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on a spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. Bringing home the bacon with all the sports, the biggest news and a fair amount of egg on faces. You like it saucy, there'll be something for you. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Weekdays from 6am on Love Sport. Lifts or elevators? Tremendous. That gives me a lift. I mean an elevator. I mean, no. No one really knows. Really, really complicated. Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Love Sport Radio, it's, uh, it's uh, 8.42. I'm here with uh, James Jones from West Ham World, talking all things West Ham until 9 o'clock. I'm Alex, and if you want to get in touch, 0208 70 also on the socials at Love Sport Radio. Before we talk all things West Ham again, let's get an update from Goodison Park. Everton taking on Newcastle. 43 minutes gone in that game. Paul Anthony is there. This game started slowly and to be honest it hasn't got any better. Everton have dominated possession but when they've got anywhere near the Newcastle area the visitors have just closed them down. We've had a couple of half chances for Everton. Theo Walcott went down in the area. It could have been a penalty. We've seen them given but the referee on this occasion waving play on and Jordan Pickford in the Everton goals made a save at the feet of Perez. But that's the total sum of the goal mouth action so far. It's still Everton nil, Newcastle nil. Thanks for that, Paul. Uh, Brian, are you happy with João Mario at the moment? Because he was getting a bit of a pasting after that game against Arsenal. Some people saying that he's struggling with some pretty basic football skills. He can't pass, can't control the ball. He's too sluggish. There's no flair or creativity. He's still adapting to the Premier League. All the kind of cliche criticisms that you expect from a fan. <laughs> but are they being harsh? Yeah, it fit right in at West Ham. Yeah, with, uh, with all those attributes, yeah. Can't kick a ball, can't pass. No, I, th- I think... He's he was uh, the jury's still out. Obviously, I, I I don't fancy his defensive qualities at all. I mean, I think that he, he can pick a pass, and I think he you know I think he can be a force in, mm. in going forward. Um, uh, uh, it was interesting that when um, and I think one of your previous callers mentioned this when he first came, he sort of had this reputation of being a you know sound defensive midfield player. Well, he doesn't fancy a tackle, that's for sure. <laughs> he, uh, mm. He really doesn't like a bit of the physicals. So I'm 
Uh, uh, I don't know. I've seen worse players in claret and blue over the years, that's for sure. But uh, I've seen okay. better too. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> here's where I'm just throwing this one out there. Arsene Wenger, would you have him? Would, would you want him? No, he's untried, untested. No, we we need somebody with a bit of experience. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine who 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 else that might that might be. Um, uh, your next game is against uh, Manchester. Ron Greenwood. Ron Greenwood, of course. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, your next uh, game is against Man City. Um, scared? Oh, thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah, I was just enjoying myself. <laughs> scared? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, it could it could turn out very badly. Yeah. Okay. No, of course. I mean, you know, if they if they turn it on, mm. uh, they, they can take anybody apart, and mm. they, you know, they they proved that at the the yeah. London Stadium, as I believe it's called, so, uh, the last couple of times they've rocked up. So mm. you're not going to you're not going to play against them like you wanted to play against Arsenal, like sort of expansive. You want a defensive five four one. No, I think I would go and attack them. Quite honestly, okay. I, I, I'm in the first twenty minutes. I mean. Nobody will be expecting it, Pike. You know, I mean, it, why? Why not? You know, let's mm. um, let's give it a go. If we're, we're two 0 down, then all right. Mm. You know, we we try and save a huge beating. But if we if we try and sit back against them, yeah. Um, even when you know teams over the years, occasionally West Ham teams could defend, but this isn't one of them. Mm. If we try and sit back against Man City and do what you know Swansea tried to do yesterday. Mm. They'll they'll score as many as they feel like. Mm. This is this is the and, is, and and they're quite cruel as well, Man City. Yeah. They don't like score three and then think, <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Well, you know, they they they, they could quite happily go on and you know get run up a rugby score. I know, uh, but this is this is the other another thing that. Um, uh, I've noticed about your ground, the new ground, the London Stadium, is that the pitch is bigger than it was at the at Upton Park. So uh, it's pitches like that that are advantageous to teams like Manchester City, and less so with West Ham. Can you just not? Can, you can't make the pitch smaller there and just say, look, we're, we're better suited to playing to a smaller pitch. Well, we could maybe see if they fancy playing in the car park with uh, <laughs> coats for you know coats for goalposts. Um, so has your pitch worked against? Has the size of your pitch work, worked against you? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think it's uh, a lack of quality players who okay. uh, fail to pass the ball accurately over twenty-five yards, whereas last time they may have had to pass it over twenty yards. No, we, we just haven't got a very good team. That's why mm. we're languishing in the you know the, the bottom third of the, the table. Um, it. it I mean, God knows I don't like the new stadium, but the size mm. of the pitch uh, is is not our biggest problem. No. The size of the owner's checkbook is our biggest problem. Yeah, I, I literally can't wait to see what happens this time next year where 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 West Ham will end up. And I know that's an obvious thing to say, but I'm not a Hammers fan. You know, a few months ago, I didn't really care. But now I've been doing this show for a month. I kind of begin to, and I really don't like that. That's happened, that happened with me and Leicester. Oh, sort of like, like caring the community, isn't it? <laughs> you know, the, uh, it is, yeah, if you want to put it like that. Perfect. Uh, so, survival chances. One more win. Where's it going to come from? Well, I, I think that we might pick up the odd point at Leicester. We might win. We might get a draw. Um, hopefully, Everton will be on the beach by the time they come to our place for the last game of the season. Yeah. Other than that, points are going to be few and far between, and we have to just rely on the teams below us being even more useless than we are. Okay, it's St George's Day today. Let's have a chat about the best players called George to have ever played for the club. Okay. Give me a George. Give me a George. Well, 
I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to give you a shameless plug for the book I wrote before yes. Home From Home, which was called Nearly Reached the Sky. Now, in that, I uh, ruminated on players I would like to take a penalty to save my life, who it would be. Now, obviously, most West Ham fans will have their obvious favourites, like Tonka and uh, Julian Dix over the years. Yeah. But um, in what I laughingly call research, I unearthed uh, a guy called George Kitchen, mm-hmm. who actually was a goalkeeper. And between 1905 and 1912, and no, I wasn't actually at those games, uh, he scored five times from the penalty spot. And he's the only goalkeeper, I understand, to have ever scored on his debut. So, George Kitchen is my uh, my West Ham George. Okay. His, his name, actually, Carl, I was doing some research on this earlier, Brian, and um, I remember seeing George Kitchen, and, and but, uh, I mean, I, admittedly, I only picked two Georges uh, from... Um, more modern times we've got one in the Premier League era and that's George McCartney and the other one obviously right. the other one is obviously George Paris yeah oh, I love George Paris um, <laughs> and I put other um, and asked people to comment um, and someone said George Moncur uh, which <laughs> uh, I mean I don't think he even played in in the uh, in the first team I mean, he might have had a couple of cup appearances maybe but did he was he one of the, the, the lambs thrown to the slaughter at Nottingham Forest yes he was actually he was yeah and that was it then yeah. after that wasn't it but um, that was like first world war stuff wasn't it yeah. you know sort of send them over the top with um, yeah. bread knives attached to broomsticks <laughs> to charge the German guns what a what a day that I was I know I know but I, I put this I put this to 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 the, our followers on Twitter and um, the 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 results are in. Go on. And, um, go on, go on. So, 39% went for George McCartney. And as, your be- as your best George? As our best George. Okay. And 50% went for George Paris, 11% other. So, George Paris is officially, as voted for by West Ham fans, West Ham's best George. There you go. Agree with that, Brian? That'll do me. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> it's a fair shout. And again, while I'm in the plug-in business, is a regular columnist in the fanzine I write for, Blowing Bubbles. He's uh, he's a good lad, and he writes a great column, as well as uh, being a great West Ham player. Great stuff. Brian, just very quickly, your prediction against Man City score? Uh... Mm. Oh, we're going to win 3-1. Excellent. By playing the most attacking, expansive <laughs> game of David Moyes. He's going to wake up. He's going to, he's going to have a couple of beers beforehand. He's you know, going to go sod it, and we're going to throw everything at him. Football is three so, one to West Ham. Football is so strange; it could happen. Uh, Brian Williams, uh, West Ham fan and author of the book Home from Home. Thank you very much for your time here on the West Ham Fan Show this evening. We'll be back after this. Sugar tax. Finally, Alan Sugar gets what he deserves. Love sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. London's lunchtimes have just got tastier. He's a familiar face and isn't afraid to chat about the right stuff. If you love sport and love London, you'll love Kevin O'Sullivan at lunchtime on Love Sport. Weekdays from one. If you don't, just turn it off. It's not a prison we're running here. Love Sport, a great station for a great city. With a spokesman said.com. Hey, Mr. Weatherspoon, we're keeping all of our social media. Trolling MPs is one of our favourite things to do in the Love Sport office. Love Sport, 558 AM. Love Sport Radio, it's 8.52. Now your chance to win a million pounds with our sponsor, Seven of the Best. 
Know the score with 7OTB.com. Yep, that's a million pounds on offer if you can correctly pick seven scores four weeks in a row. The best thing of all, it's free to enter. You can play along at 7OTB.com. Select six teams you expect to win from any of the four English leagues, plus a team you think will draw. Now, you don't have to predict the um, scores, just the result. Uh, we've been playing along too, so let's take a look at this week's games. I've gone for Burnley versus Brighton as my draw. Uh, so that means I've got to pick six winners. Swansea versus Chelsea. I've gone for Chelsea. In League One, Bristol Rovers versus Gillingham. I've gone for Bristol Rovers. Oxford against Rochdale. I've gone for Oxford. Wigan versus Wimbledon. I've gone for Wigan. Then I'm moving down to League Two, and it's Accrington Stanley taking on Lincoln. I, I can see an Accrington Stanley win in that one. And Crawley versus Crew. I've gone for a home win for Crawley. So that's what I've gone for this week. How would you do? You got until 2.45 on Saturday afternoon to enter. There are seven people that are just two weeks away from winning a million. I guess to prove it is very winnable. Uh, seven of the best. That's seven of the best. Play against your mates for a chance of £1 million. Know the score with 7OTB.com. Uh, so it's a uh, Friday to the 27th of April is, James? Football shirt Friday. Are you going to wear your football shirt? I am. And uh, I actually didn't realise it was coming up. Because obviously, no, as, yeah, as, as I said, said earlier, yeah, yeah. I've, 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 no, I won't take charge of that work. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll go into work tomorrow morning and I'll, I'll float the idea. Yeah, do. I'll send an email mm. um, and see if I can drop a bit of interest. And if not, I'll just do it on my own. Yeah. And uh, raise some money. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Uh, I got my uh, Juventus shirt through the other day. My away Juventus shirt, the yellow Juventus. Nice. Shirt. Oh, it was so nice. I just, I'm a fan of football shirts. You know, I don't want to sort of go over the top geeky style. Yeah. But I do look at them on online a lot and sort of fall in love with them. And I and I looked at the Juventus shirt. Uh, I think last week for about the. I don't know, 500th time, and thought, I've got to buy this, and I bought it, and it came through, and I played football in it on Saturday. My, my brother's currently collecting football shirts. Okay. I uh, went around there, went around to his, the day he was wearing the Japan shirt. Oh, really? I think from the last World Cup. Yeah. He bought um, FC Cologne. Oh, yeah. Really nice shirt, that. Mm. Uh, and he just, uh, Bologna, he just bought a Bologna shirt okay. as well. So. The current one. The current one, yeah. So he just goes online and... He just goes online and, and picks them up and buys them. You know, he's, he's, he's it's just... Become a bit of a hobby of his, but I thought the Japan one was a little bit left field. I think, yeah. You know, where's, where's, and and wears them or just keeps them? Uh, I think he just just wears them around the house or goes yeah. wears them playing football. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm an up around there a couple of weekends ago, and he was just lazing about in the Japan shirt, and I thought <laughs> it was a bit weird, but you know, <laughs> each to their own. My, my my a friend of mine, he really likes the old baggy style football shirts. I hate them. Yeah. And they're, ho- they're awful. Apart from the fact that they look terrible, they're also incredibly impractical to play in. But he did say to me that um, he probably wouldn't play in them. He'd probably just sort of like hang you know hang out in them kind of thing. You know, mm. if you're at home and kind of doing the cleaning or something you'd probably wear your 1998 nigeria shirt yeah which is like 10 sizes too big for you um and also talking about shirts they're going to reintroduce them in the world cup in russia this year that so they've kind of based them on some of the 1990 styles which I, again i really didn't like you had patterns in places you didn't need patterns spoiled spoiled what otherwise would have been really decent football shirts. say that but if you if you've seen nigeria shirt for yeah. the world cup it's lovely it's very I, nice I, looking I, shirt I don't, I don't like it i'll be completely oh, I honest with you really I, I don't think i've not seen one i've liked and liked any of them unless unless there's some out there that i've not seen I, i've not the ones i have seen so far I've just questioned the Egypt one is very is very interesting. Mm. Um, I think it's got kind of like a 
a weird pattern on the front. I, I think it looks it looks reasonably good. I, I, I'm really not I, I'm really not for any of the others I've seen. Anyway, that's it. That wraps up the show for uh, another Monday evening, James. The West Ham fan show, uh, as as always, it's been great having you in again, and uh, we'll be back next week, right? Hopefully, hopefully, we'll be happy next week after beating <laughs> Man City. But let's not. I look forward yeah. to it, and another quiz as well. Another quiz. I yes. look forward to that one. Yes, this is another quiz that we're going to do for next Monday concerning West Ham as well. Coming up next is all things chart and athletic. It's time for the news, which is basically the bit where the presenter goes to the toilet. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesmansaid.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everybody does the same. A spokesman said Getting real people, real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto tune or auto scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. A great station for a great city. Look, 50% off bed sheets and these towels. Why is everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum. She's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. You didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. It's uh, 8.59 here on Love Sport Radio. I'm Alex. This is your chance now to have your say on all things Charlton Athletic. The number to call as ever, 0208 70 20 558. Also on the socials, at Love Sport Radio. So they're back among the playoffs. And aren't they doing all boing boing again? Beating Portsmouth uh, 1-0, beating Shrewsbury last week by two goals to nil. Charlton Athletic favourite Chris Powers revealed how scared he got when something happened. What happened? Find out. On five five eight. Sports Social Podcast Network.